And we welcome you on into another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show with Mitch Spinell alongside Mitchell Bala here to talk about the latest in high school, collegiate, and professional athletics. Mitch, it's good to see you again. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a special guest here that we were able to get a hold of this past week, and uh, it's going to be an exciting week three of the high school football season, and there's going to be a lot of great contests now that some teams are coming back home, some teams going on the road in order to uh, try to continue their winning ways or get back on the right track. Mitch, it's great to be back. Like you said, we have a special guest, week three high school football, week one of college football. We got some big time top 25 matchups. I think we're going to get to to preview here and just some great stories and news to talk about across all the leagues. And, you know, I'm excited to get going here today. Absolutely. And before we get into the show, we want to remind you guys that we are on multiple pod, uh, podcasting platforms here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We publish through Anchor, which is a huge uh, uh, distributor for us. Not a sponsor, but we love what they do over there. Obviously, if you're watching this, you're seeing it on YouTube, as well as some of our uh, streaming services. On YouTube, the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. And obviously, you can check out the Big uh, Time Sports website, BigTimeSportsOhio.com. That's where we publish articles and we post videos and that's where our live stream is so you can get the podcast there as well so with that we go into our first topic here where we are now in week three of the high school football season and we have two games on the big time sports slate for this week i want to start off in stark county where mitch we have the uh canton central catholic crusaders taking on south range Yes, sir. That game is at Canton Central Catholic Friday night, 7 p.m., where we will be broadcasting that, and the replay will be live on Big Time Sports, obviously. For the times and listings, visit BigTimeSportsOhio.com. Um, but I will be there, Mitch. I will be taking care of the pregame interview, uh, making sure to get some you know, sideline pictures. And then our, our newest member, who I wanted to give a shout-out to, Gianni Capuano, yes. was actually going to be joining the team. He's going to be doing photography for all sporting events here in Stark County. Um, Tusk County has been kicking Stark, Stark's butt in terms of putting up great photos, um, and there's numerous people to thank for that down in Tusk County, but now Gianni is going to step into the role. He will also be there, so be on the lookout on social media for some awesome uh, you know, pregame pictures, but Mitch, Canton Central Catholic, one and one. Uh, this is a big game, right? South Range, you know, not local, but this is a school that Central is very familiar with, and not just football, but baseball and basketball, too. These are two teams that you usually see tournament time end up playing each other. So there's no love loss between these schools. These two schools know what to expect. And I'm looking for a great game. Um, I think anybody should be looking for a great game this week. That's definitely a reason big time sports will be there, but ultimately can central improve, get a big win. Can Talkington, the quarterback really stay hot with how he's been playing so far this year. And, and can central move above or get this win at home against South range, a very good South range team. And, uh, you'll have to tune in for Monday's episode to find out if they did. Absolutely. And uh, once again, uh, welcome to Gianni. It's a great to have you on the big time sports team. Uh, you mentioned South range. Actually, they were the ones that ended up ending Garraway's uh, season last year in the uh, state playoffs. So going back over to Tuscarawas County, big time sports will also uh, be in Dover on Friday night for a big one. It's the first matchup in 15 years between the Crimson Tornadoes and the Braves of Indian Valley High School. So be sure to look out for that one on wherever you 
you might watch the game or maybe if you're at the game be sure to look out for us in the uh the big time sports gear obviously this is going to be a pretty uh, significant matchup between two schools that have been very competitive dover for the last few seasons has been uh, one of the top teams of its area in the state and then indian valley has been an ivc south contender for a number of years other under head coach matt lancaster so i'm really looking forward to what they do here dover is 12 and 0 by the way against indian valley in their the two schools is history but we mentioned this is the first time since the two schools were uh formerly members of the now defunct east central ohio league that they will be starting out will be facing off excuse me and i think i had to make sure i get the number right here it was uh Dover obviously is undefeated against Indian Valley and they've scored like over 500 points. Uh, I don't have the number up here, but they've scored 500 points to Indian Valley's 80. Now, granted, since they haven't played in 15 years, that number could easily be swayed uh, when the Braves go onto the field this week because they have a number of players that are very, very good on the defensive front. I was ta- I was writing up a thing. That'll be up on the big time we- uh, sports website here soon. You look at some of the guys that they have on defense. I mean, Colton Thomas and Brogan Bircher right now are doing very good things. Obviously, unfortunately for Indian Valley, they lost last week against Kent or against a Roosevelt High School from Washington D.C. So it was a very close game uh, that. Uh, We'll get to very on later on in the show. And then Andover obviously uh, blew out Akron East last week. I mean, right now, things are looking really good. Mitchell Martin is really breaking out as a senior tailback. I mean, he's he's been able to produce a lot of offensive uh, front for the Tornadoes. Uh, ben Ham has been very good as a the quarterback. They've had a lot of good receiving uh, talent up front. And uh, we shall see what's going to come of the uh, two games on big-time sports. So we also have a number of other games to get to in the area. Mitch, are there any specific uh, matchups in the Stark area that you think people should keep their eye out on? Well, Mitch, listen, it's early on. And realistically, this is probably the last week for a lot of area schools before they jump into league and conference play, especially in federal league. And if there's one, one school I'm keeping my eye on, it's Canton McKinley. Canton McKinley back at home for the first time. Now this season, in the 2022 campaign, they welcome in Dublin Kaufman, a school from Columbus. Generally those schools from Columbus, especially, you know, as many, brother sister schools as there are with Dublin and Olin Tangies and all that. Generally, they're one of the better teams in the state. Can McKinley get back on track? This is McKinley Bulldogs team that is now 0-2 losing week one at Menor. And last week, practically getting blown out 38-14 to to Fitch at Fitch, in which Coach Antonio Hall took all the blame after the game, said, you know, that's on me. He said he didn't have his guys prepared. He wasn't prepared for what they saw from Fitch. Can McKinley get a win, get back on track, before they open up Federal League play next week at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, where they'll welcome in the Perry Panthers. We shall see. And in, in, in the IVC this week, there actually are a few less games on the Friday for uh, the rep, the kind of area schools. We have uh, matchups like Ridgewood up against Marlington, uh, Caldwell going up against Strasburg. Central Catholic will go on the road to Wheeling Central, while Tuskegee Valley will host Tuslaw. Um, uh we also have Buckeye Trail taking on Barnesville for the most part. We also had a game cancellation for the first time this year. Uh, Minerva's game uh, with Beaver Local ended up getting canceled due to a COVID-19 spread within the Lions program. You can find that up on uh, BigTimeSportsOhio.com uh, for more information on that. So hopefully Minerva will get over, will get past it very soon and we're able to get back on the field for the next week's scheduled game, which is against Sandy Valley in uh, Minerva. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of games to look forward to, and obviously we'll have coverage on a lot of those on on BigTimeSportsOhio.com. So when we return, 
We want to go over some more high school sports stuff, including a big story that came out of Tuscarawas County this week involving uh, one of its uh, most notable schools. And by the way, I almost forgot, New Philadelphia. Um, New Philadelphia will be on the road against Worcester this week. I had to slip that one in there before we go to break, which starts right now. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. You asked for it and we listened. Buckeye Career Center is now offering Certified Nail Technician as an adult education program. This 216-hour course begins in November and will run Tuesday through Thursday evenings from 5 to 9 p.m. Learn manicures, pedicures, infection control, salon operations, and more. Other part-time certification courses starting this fall include phlebotomy and welding. Call 330-339-2288 to register or visit BuckeyeCareerCenter.org for more information. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. And we welcome you back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Bally here to give you the latest in local, statewide, and nationwide athletics. So now we go over to uh, a story that kind of broke a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, There was some reports of uh, some maybe conference, not realignment, but interest for one of the local schools. And yesterday, Dover High School ended up uh, releasing a, a, a... uh, press form. Uh, this is via the athletic director, Tim McCrate, as well as uh, Principal Brooke uh, Grafe, which you can also see uh, on on my page, Mitch Spinell. Uh, Mitchell Bala is also on Twitter as well. We forgot to mention that earlier on in the show. So it was an interesting sort of story that developed over the earlier part of the week because Dover right now is operating as an independent school mainly, as after the ECOL, as we mentioned, was disbanded uh, the previous school year. And Dover right now, even I, even though I said they're in, in, independent, they uh, are currently a member of the Ohio Valley Athletic Conference, which operates between Ohio and West Virginia. Um, they are a member of the uh, 5A class, and they applied to that one officially, and as well as the Ohio Cardinal Conference, which the Tornadoes rival New Philadelphia uh, just joined this past year. So when you look at Dover right now, mainly a Division One school, especially for sports like football, which, by the way, this the biggest thing in this whole story is that varsity football would seemingly be excluded from these sort of conference talks that Dover would have, where if they were to have interest in not only just these two leagues, but potentially other ones around the area, where would you see that make? What would you see that leading into Dover, and then kind of uh, not only just for Dover, but also for other schools potentially in the in the area? I think for Dover, I think that 
on the outside, Mitch, when we saw this tweet go out, right, originally that uh, the letter was actually drafted back in May, it looked like, at the end yes. of the school year that they originally sent. Yep. And, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm texting you, and you're like, no, this is official, this is confirmed. So we put it out there on the big-time sports uh, social media pages, and there was people replying to the tweet saying, this isn't real. No way this can happen. And, and my thing is this. Dover is a very successful and, and well-known school in the area for, for multiple reasons, but let's just stick athletic-wise, right? Because we're talking about going to a different conference. To me, I think people tend to often group sports too much and, and say, well, they're a bigger school. We could never beat them. There's a lot of people that right now, Mitch, they don't even understand that when it comes to certain sports, there are teams that are classified as division one schools, right? Big school populations. But just because those teams are division one enrollment does not necessarily mean that school and that specific sport is division one as well. You look at here in the Stark County area, I know I told you before the show started, you look at the likes of a Maslin Perry, uh, Lake, North Canton, right? Those are all teams that I grew up playing when I was at Jackson in the Federal League. In baseball, they're all Division One, but in football, they're all different divisions. So right now, I believe they're all Division Two. I believe there's been times they're Division Three. Just because your school's so big doesn't mean anything. And I think there's a lot of people out there from these smaller schools already in conferences and you know, just in surrounding areas that are saying, no, Dover can't do that. They're going to come down here and run the league. That's not the case. And that's part of the reason. And, you know, I, I still coach baseball and I love coaching it because everybody puts on their pants and their shoes the same way that plays. You know what I mean? Like people just freak out because it's a bigger school for Dover though. I think you need to go with what makes sense geographically. You don't need to be joining a conference. that's going to take you away and, and lessen a fan base that travels very well. The Dover Tornado fan base travels very well and, and, and be going to play these other schools. But at the same time, these local schools that don't want Dover because they're afraid of it, why not welcome them in? Why not? If anything, what if it makes you guys better as a school in an athletic department from a playing standpoint, a coaching standpoint? Like I would love that challenge for some of these smaller schools for Dover to come in here and know that that's what we want to be. That's the standard we want to be like, sure, they might come in, they might be very, very talented and, and be the top of the league in most sports, but that's on paper. My whole thing is these, these coaches and teams and athletic departments, they're in it to win it too. And you should want that type of challenge because year in and year out is not going to be the same outcome for just having a big school in your division or in your conference. Dover, I think mixes in well with, uh, I know that the press release they put out yesterday kind of knocked us off the trail we had started earlier on the week when they applied for the IVC. But I think that Dover deserves to be in a conference for sure. Um, I think that other schools should be welcoming for it just from a sheer standpoint of talent, competition, and exposure, because like I said, they travel well. But at the end of the day, what really bugs me, Mitch, is it's not the kids playing that make the decision, right? I think there's a lot of kids out there that would like the challenge. I mean, you see small schools all the time come up to Stark County or even Tusk County to play some top schools in different sports because they want to get that experience. They want to play top competition, but I think that athletic departments sometimes just don't want that mess. And I, I'm not speaking on all of them. I'm not right. I, I'm abundantly clear. Um, I, I just think there's some that maybe don't want that challenge and knowing that Dover is a very good athletic school when it comes to athletics, but it's hard to say, right? I'm not in Dover. I'm not even down there. I yeah. don't know a whole lot, but I just think that Dover needs to figure out where it fits geographically to, to make it make sense, right? 
you don't want all your road games to be over an hour away. Nobody wants no. that. No players want that. And at the same time, I think they're, the schools surrounding it have to say, okay, you know, what is this going to make us better? And in the end, I think it does. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the independence. Dover even cited in their letter that being independent is not what they it's not in their best interest for the student athletes, the school, for the community. Uh, it's part of the quote that's uh, listed there on BigTimeSportsOhio.com from the letter. And then you also mentioned geography. I mean, Dover even added that they might be interested in conferences that could align itself into kind of split divisions based on geography or the sizes of the schools. I mean, they they gave examples like, oh, big schools, small schools, east schools, west schools, north schools, south schools. I mean, that's kind of fits the IVC because the IVC is already split into uh, south and north divisions. Now, granted, there's a difference between the south uh, and the north and beyond the just the geography of the of the teams, but um, it would be very interesting. And then that then that Ohio Cardinal Conference one kind of threw me off too because New Philadelphia obviously joining that one. I don't know if it would lead to New Philadelphia maybe trying to join whatever Dover would end up going to, but it would have to make sense because they would obviously want to play against each other since they're so close to compared to other programs that would be uh, in these respective conferences that aren't as close. Right. And, and let's, for the people that are you know wondering, like when we were younger, Mitch, the federal league had schools that are no longer in the conference. Yep. And, you know, we're obviously the furthest geography, man, I'm struggling to say this word today. Uh, distance wise was the farthest, but uh, Boardman being one of them and Austintown Fitch being another, right? Well over our drives from here in, in most schools in Stark County, there is a school that was kicked out of their conference and is independent right now that has been looking for a home as well in Stark County. And that's Louisville. So Louisville's kind of in the same boat. Now we don't know if they've applied anywhere recently. I'm not going to speculate they have, but this happens sometimes. And, you know, sometimes being independent is the best way to go for a few years, let everything calm down, let everything die down. Any reason why you left a conference or why the conference um, decided to remove you. But I think what Dover does ultimately, Mitch, could be a domino effect for how Louisville is going to attack what their next move is in the athletic department and what they want to do, because being independent is not the best thing for every single school. Um, there's other schools, though, that thrive in it. And you look at somebody like Maslin. Maslin's independent and they're independent in all their sports, I believe. Um, so that school does well with it. But there's other schools that, you know, I think it's in the best interest to get in a conference and. And hopefully Dover figures that out here sooner rather than later. And I know that any info we get, we'll be talking about it on this podcast and it'll be all over big time sports, social media. Absolutely. And the school did mention that uh, the recently sent letters had not been, they hadn't resulted in any scheduled talks with the contacted leagues. Uh, the school cells said they will further address the issue following the end of the school year. So we'll keep our eyes on that. And uh, we hope you keep your eyes on this podcast as we uh, go on to our next break here. We will uh, return with a segment involving a special guest uh, coming up right after this. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young & Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. 
we partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Ben Noster and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. If you're purchasing a new home, the team at Hartzler's Quality Housing is here to help. Take advantage of record low interest rates to make your new home a reality. Locally owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's Quality Housing has the experience to guide you through the process. You'll find a wide selection of model homes on site to fit any budget. Open six days a week just off I-77. You can also visit them online at Hartzlers.com. Hartzlers Quality Housing. Quality from start to finish. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. And we're back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Bala here. And it's time to go over now to a special segment. We had a special guest on earlier this week on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. I was able to sit down with Indian Valley head football coach Matt Lancaster ahead of this week's game between the Braves and the Dover Crimson Tornadoes, of which we'll have coverage here on the Big Time Sports Network. And I am here with the head coach for Indian Valley High School, Mr. Matt Lancaster, Coach, thank you so much for taking the uh, time to join me uh, ahead of this week's game. I mean, you guys are one and one on the season right now, coming off of the game up against Roosevelt High School over in Janaden. Uh, kind of take me through where you think the Braves are right now as a team, even though we're still very early on in this high school season. You know, I, I'm I'm pleased with how this team's developing so far, and uh, I think this is the toughest uh, schedule-wise we've had to start a season uh, probably since I've been here. Uh, 2019 was, 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 would have been a close, uh, comparison, but, you know, starting off with a very good, uh, Beaver local team, uh, we expect to, uh, be very well, be very good team this year. And, um, you know, gave us everything we could handle. And then, uh, Roosevelt, uh, essentially a division one school in Washington, DC, you know, with, uh, talent that, uh, we're not used to seeing, uh, and, and they were good. They were good. So, uh, it, it, it'll make us a lot better. You know, they had, uh, a, a number of kids that have d1 offers um we've never had a division one kid uh so we we competed and we had a chance to win with four minutes left we still had to lead and uh you know we just didn't finish so uh that game will make us better and i told the kids you know that that's why we're scheduling uh tough with the playoffs expanded to uh make us better for down the road you know make us better for our league play and make us better down the road and obviously we got another uh really tough test the tests just get tougher with dover coming up this week so uh, we're excited for the challenge, and we know uh, these games make us better down the road. Well, Coach, I was about to say, uh, you guys ended up a 22-17 final against Roosevelt, a tough fourth qu uh, quarter there, a hard-fought fourth quarter. And when you see some of the guys, especially on your offense right now, you kind of have a lot of guys turning. Obviously, Gavin Henry has been a big part of your offense. You also have returners like Brogan Bircher, Colton Thomas, and uh, Tanya McComb among them. I mean, where, have the, where do you see those guys right now? Because a lot of them are not seniors. I mean, Brogan is one of them for sure, but a lot of them coming up from sophomores to the junior class and they're really the leaders of the team right now. 
Yeah, we, we're still a young team, you know, uh, uh, not a whole lot of seniors on this team. Great leadership from the seniors that we do have. Uh, you know, our senior captains have done a tremendous job uh, leadership-wise so far. But as you said, and you left one out, our, our quarterback, Sam Carter, is uh, still a junior uh, as well. Uh, so we feel that we've got, uh, you know, multiple guys at the skill positions that, um, you know, are contributing, uh, which – hopefully allows uh, you know a defense not to be able to key in on any one guy you know so in freshman Grady Kinsey has uh is starting for us um you know and he's getting a lot of touches he, he rushed for over 100 yards in the first game with Beaver him and Gavin both had 100 and Sam's doing a nice job of running the offense so uh as you said we still got some young guys that are playing that we'll have back next year but um everybody's contributing we're able to spread the ball out uh you know all, to a lot of different kids I'm happy you mentioned Sam because he has been kind of a primary part of your quarterbacking system this year. Uh, what was it about him heading into uh, not only the preseason and training camp, but also the summer that kind of made you think this can be our guy for uh, a good portion of this upcoming year? Well, he started last year, so we kind of we kind of knew, knew he was going to be the guy. Although uh, we we wanted to get depth so that we could uh, use him a little bit differently this year, and we've done that with uh, Colton Thomas and and Sam Carter. Uh, you know, if need be, can come in and quarterback. But Sam, uh, you know, hasn't done anything to uh, give up any of the reps that that, that he's gotten. Um, he he plays with a lot of poise, and, and uh, you know, he leads with character. And uh, really focused on him this year. I've talked to Sam about. Uh, um, not trying to do too much because as a, as a sophomore quarterback last year, sometimes he would try to make plays uh, that weren't there uh, that would get us in trouble and lead to turnover uh, in some key situations. So, so far, he's done a pretty good job at that, making good decisions of uh, letting the offense live to fight another day. If, uh, if the defense makes a good play and they're there, uh, sometimes taking a sack, sometimes throwing it away. Uh, so he's grown up a lot and, uh, you know, he, he can do some things with his arm and his feet. Uh, that, that that can put a defense in a tough spot. Well, Coach, obviously you play in one of the most competitive uh, parts of the area. The IVC South is stacked with a lot of very competitive schools. You mentioned ones like Garraway, uh, Ridgewood, and Sandy Valley even. Where do you see your, your team alongside many of them in the division, and what do you believe uh, is the biggest factor into what could, uh, for your guys' sake, potentially be a Braves-IVC South win down later in the year? Well, you know, we, we obviously take it one game at, at a time. We, our goals go 1-0 each week, um, and we haven't really talked about that. Well, obviously, we talk about it in the offseason of, of what, what we expect league-wise and uh, leading up to season a little bit. But obviously, you know, Garraway has uh, got a lot of talent left. Uh, uh, they're going to be really good. We know that. Uh, we played them in a, in a really tight game last year, um, and they got essentially everybody back. So we expect we – expect, uh, you know, to compete in that game and uh, hopefully come away with the win. Ridgewood, I know they lost a lot, but uh, they're 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 well coached and they're they're Ridgewood football, so uh, they just re reload and it sounds like they have. You know, and, and Sandy Valley always a competitive game. Uh, I, I know Tusky Valley's gotten gotten better, and it looks like Claymont's gotten better as well. So as you said, you know, it's going to be a challenge week in and week out in the IVC South. Well, Coach. Uh... This week is going to be a considerable test for you guys going into Crater Stadium to face off uh, with the Dover Tornado, the Crimson Tornadoes, rather. So when you look at this matchup heading in, is there any specific uh, things you're telling your guys in practice to really focus on or to prepare for? Or is it kind of just this, the similar uh, touch points as you would with any other team going into uh, a Friday matchup? 
It's similar to, to other teams. Obviously, we know the test that's before us. You know, uh, uh, we, we scheduled this game, uh, you know, to test our program and see where we're at. We know uh, what we get a little bit more so uh, than other teams with Dover is we stress to the kids that this team is not going to hurt themselves. Uh, they don't make mistakes, um, you know, the penalty wise and turnovers and things like that. They are so fundamentally sound, uh, so well coached. Coach Hiff's been there, obviously, for a long time and just does a tremendous job as whole coaching staff. So they're not hurt themselves. So we've got to execute on our end. Uh, you know, they're a little bit different team this year, uh, a little more run heavy, and they've got an offensive line that is, uh, you know, really, really good. Um, and their, their backs run hard. Quarterback does a good job of running the offense, and their defense is stout and solid across the board. Uh, so we're going to have to execute well, uh, you know, and play really well in order to uh, be able to come out ahead. You mentioned that defense so far this year, Dover, a combined 13 points allowed in the first two games. So when you look at your offensive players, is the attack, uh, is there a specific way you guys would uh, plan to attack the uh, tornado defense, or is it just trying to find a balance of the pass and the run? Well, it's just, I think it's trying to find a balance, you know, and we've done a little bit better job of that. Uh, typically in the past, you know, anybody's been known for uh, run game 90, 95% of the time we're running the ball. Uh, we've tried to open it up a little bit, uh, you know, more this year to uh, take some of that pressure off of our uh, off of our offensive line uh, with a smaller, uh, more athletic offensive line this year. So uh, we're going to have to keep a, a good balance. Um, we're, we're not going to be able to uh, just line up and, and run it down their throats. Uh, they're going to be bigger than us across the board. Uh, you know, their, their linebackers are, are really good. Um, they're just a solid defense across the board. So we got to see what they're giving us and, and try to take what they're giving us and, and hopefully, uh, you know, leave it up to our kids to make some plays, put them in good positions, and hopefully they make some plays. Well, Coach Matt Lancaster, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join me on the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Obviously, BTS will be there on Friday night to see your Braves take on the Crimson Tornadoes. Can't wait to see that game and wish you the best of luck. Sounds good, Mitch. Thanks a lot for having me on. And that was a great conversation there with Coach Lancaster. Best of luck to him once again uh, for this game coming up against the Tornadoes. So when we return, we'll be going into more sports talk, uh, kind of going away from the high school level, going into other levels right after this. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. matter everyone plays a part we all have a role each of us can make a difference you do matter and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward with each of us helping one another to cope feel better and know that we belong pass on the positivity today tell someone else they matter too alt care alt care It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website albantitle.com. 
Let them put their experience to work for you. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet, Buick, Cadillac, Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. And we welcome you back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Bally here back to talk about sports. And we go over now to the National Football League where we kind of wanted to get a little bit away from the Browns this week, mainly because we already talked about their last preseason game. We also had some of the uh, recent final cuts, uh, or some of the final cuts. I don't know if it's a 53-man roster officially set yet, but uh, Mitch, really quickly, some of the ones that you were kind of surprised by, some of the ones you were expecting, any particular names that you were really uh, kind of intrigued by that they were either let go or kept on? Uh, In terms of the Browns, not really. I I know we've talked about Anthony Schwartz, uh, Andrew Barry's draft pick. Uh, This is just his second year, so you knew he was probably going to make it. But Mitch, the one thing I am stunned about is we've agreed that the wide receiver room is probably the weakest room for the Browns and maybe one of the weakest in the entire National Football League in terms of wide receivers. They cut everybody um, except for everyone we've drafted, leaving us with five in the room, but only four healthy because of the rookie at Oklahoma is injured still. Mm-hmm. Um, so interested to see if the Browns make any moves out there, but realistically, not nothing besides cutting wide receivers, uh, tight end wise. I saw OJ Howard was released by the Bills. So that's a name I've already seen the Browns connected to. Uh, and it would make sense for why all the other tight ends were cut uh, besides Najoku and Harrison Bryant. Uh, Johnny Stanton, fullback release. So yeah. Fan favorite. Fan favorite. And that's the thing. Us us Cleveland fans tend to fall in love with just the most random players. Nine times out of ten, it's not always the best player on the team. And Johnny Stanton was a fan favorite, so he is gone. Um, But I purposely have tried to stay away from it because I have been watching Hard Knocks on HBO with the Lions. I don't know who's been cut by the Lions. I want to keep it that way. And I'm going to watch Hard Knocks uh, later this evening to see, you know, who made it uh, for the Lions. But Nothing that really stood out. I think there was a couple names you thought maybe would be out there in terms of wide receivers from the Jets or Giants. And, you know, the Browns have remained quiet up until now, Mitch. I'll let you, you know, mention who we just brought in. I mean, yeah, uh, there was the, the the news that kind of broke a few minutes while we were t- uh, taping is that the Browns have claimed uh, quarterback Kellen Mond, the former third round pick, I believe, from the Minnesota Vikings, um, a guy that. Some people had claimed might be kind of a steal pick when the Vikings, I think, moved up to get him, but uh, apparently didn't do enough to remain a spot to not only remain the backup to Kirk Cousins, but to keep a spot on the roster now. So Kamon will be, I'm assuming he's going to be the practice squad guy because we did get rid of Josh Rosen, which I I was slightly surprised by, not really based on his play, but... I thought since Watson would be out for those 11 weeks, you could see uh, the uh, Brissett at one, Dobbs at two, and then, you know, if something were to really go wrong, then you would have Rosen there. But you don't really need three quarterbacks, I guess, in this case. You barely need them three quarterbacks nowadays. So I, I can see that making sense. And then you get, you get your practice squad guy. If you need him to call him up, that's one thing. It's not going to be like last year where, you know, waves of coronavirus is going to come through and wipe out your basically your entire offensive front to where you're going to need Nick Mullins to come in and uh, a quarterback uh, night game for you. Serious question. 
do you think they regret letting Nick Mullins go? I don't with where we're at right now. I don't necessarily think so. I mean, he was a guy that he was able to come in and, and and not embarrass himself. But I don't I don't think this is a case of I was just, I was surprised when they let Case Keenum uh, get away. But um, Nick Mullins, I'm like, eh, it's it's kind of it's it's hindsight now. I think they'll be okay with Brissett and then Dobbs. And once you get Watson back in the mix, Dobbs and Brissett will reserve to where they typically would be in these cases. So I don't well, think they're gonna have a problem there. Well, and, and since we're talking about backup quarterbacks, we might as well talk about the big news of the best or the most expensive backup quarterback now in the National Football yeah. League. It was a quarterback I was pounding the drum for the Browns to go get because I'm on record. I don't think Brissett's going to be able to keep you afloat for where you need to be if you want to be in playoff contention when Watson comes back. And that was to go get Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch, who has restructured his deal in San Francisco. Uh, full no trade clause, uh, I believe a tag clause, and now six and a half million dollars. He's the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. Not surprised by this move by the Niners because I think there was a lot of teams out there that had interest that were kind of holding out hope that they would just cut him and a team could go after him, specifically someone like Seattle, right? You weren't going to see the Niners trade in division and gift them a quarterback when they have Geno Smith and Drew Locke playing quarterback, mm-hmm. but is this more about them doing what's right for Jimmy G or are the Niners having second thoughts about who their quarterback is starting the season? I don't think they have second thoughts. I think they're trying to be as very careful as they can so that if Lance doesn't start out as well as they had hoped as a third overall pick, which I think a lot of people were still surprised that he, even he went that high. I, I could see them maybe kind of falling back on Jimmy. If they're, if, absolutely needed be uh and it also includes that uh his contract includes potentially a nine million in bonuses that could raise the contract up to 16 million which would be by far the highest paid backup in the nfl um yeah i when we heard that you know trey's the guy from the niners brass you know john lynch and all of them i i think that it made people think, oh, he's out of here. And even Jimmy, I think thought that you heard some of his answers in the press conferences it's like oh, I'm, I'm out of here soon but I, I'm fine with San Francisco making a move like this just for potential insurance. Now, it may be put some pressure on Lance because it's not a full endorsement now from San Francisco as it typically would be from other organizations. Like, you'd see them get rid of the player and you look at the one they still have and it's like, you're the guy. And with San Francisco, it's like, you're still our guy, but he's still here. So, you know, you still have to deal with him for a little bit. And, and I don't think – I can't say for sure there's going to be any animosity now quarterback drama never really gets out to the public in in terms of the team itself you always hear these sort of reports uh through rumors and and just kind of like general discussion but i i never really see a lot of that between two different players on camera anymore or at least in a game setting it's very rare that i think that you kind of see the tension on the team itself, unless it's, you know, from somebody who has an inside uh, scoop on it. No, you're right. And and I think obviously for the Niners to do a move like this, they've had, they obviously had to talk to Trey Lance. They yeah. obviously had to talk to Jimmy Garoppolo, but <clears throat> excuse me. I, I felt like it was an interesting dynamic last year, right? Because like you mentioned in press conferences, Jimmy Garoppolo was saying, you know, yeah, you know, I know my time here is coming to an end and they're literally one interception away from playing for a Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, people forget that. Like the Niners had a chance to beat the Rams in Los Angeles 
in the NFC championship game and a defensive back dropped a ball. That was an interception. And that was realistically it. This is just so fascinating to me though, because I think Jimmy G knows that what his role is. I think Trey Lance knows what his role is, but Mitch, just because you know what your role is does not mean the pressure is still on. And for all the people out there that want to criticize the Browns for the move they made, right? Trading that many picks for Deshaun Watson. I'm not talking about any off-field stuff. I'm talking strictly the football player, Deshaun Watson, right? I believe it was three first-round picks and two, you know, second or later round picks. Yes, maybe. yep. Do people forget the 49ers traded three first-round picks to go up to number three and take Trey Lance? They did. Like, everyone keeps saying, oh, the Browns' front office is, you know, they better watch it. No. The 49ers' front office has to be the hottest front office on, like, on the seat right now. It's the hottest in San Francisco. You are in the Super Bowl in 2020, the mm-hmm. 2019 to 2020 season. You were in the NFC Championship game last year, and you move off that quarterback for now a second-year quarterback who you traded first-round picks to go up and get. Mitch, if this doesn't work out, the Niners' front office will be gone. I mean, they have to be, right? I mean, John Lynch and them have have built a lot of goodwill, but this is a risky move. And it's kind of where the Browns are, where you think, oh, this team can be really good, but the quarterback's kind of just anchoring us back a little bit, and we need to make a, a major move in order to really boost ourselves up into serious contention. And, uh, you know, it, that's the risk you take, and if it works out great, and if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But uh, I'm happy you brought up the Watson trade because – the Watson trade and then subsequent signing by the Browns led to uh, uh, it has led to a butterfly effect, if you will, throughout the NFL that uh, I, I want to get to in this last segment, uh, which we will get to involving a, another quarterback that is in the uh, AFC North uh, along with Cleveland, and it's not Joe Burrow, and it's not any of whoever the hell is going to start for the Steelers. So we will come back right after this final break. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Hard work is something you're accustomed to. Van Nostrand Young understands that principle. Our access is achieved with organizations like Grange Insurance. Safety and prevention specialists utilize our VanCan assessments process to ensure that you and your colleagues are in the best hands. You want the safest environment for your business, and we can guide you there. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Buying a home has never been so affordable with record low interest rates. Hartzler's Quality Housing is ready to put over 40 years of experience to work for you. Family owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's has a wide selection of model homes on site with a knowledgeable team to help make your new home a reality. Open six days a week, visit them off I-77 in Dover or online at Hartzler's.com. Hartzler's Quality Housing. Quality from start to finish. 
When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. And we're back here for the final segment of the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Mitch Spinell, Mitchell Bally here. So we wanted to continue the NFL talk because we mentioned Deshaun Watson and the uh, the trade and subsequent signing that happened with the Browns this past offseason. And I said it led to a sort of butterfly effect that involved a number of quarterbacks in the league, including Baltimore Ravens starter Lamar Jackson. So... Lamar is going through a bit of a tough time right now in terms of his contract discussions with the team. Um, There has not been an official long-term signing yet based on a number of reported details. And there was this whole thing on Twitter yesterday that I didn't really see a ton of, uh, but I did know that the the quarterback came out and said, because somebody I think claimed that the Ravens offered him a fully guaranteed $250 million deal. And Lamar went on Twitter and said, no, they didn't. So, I, I want to get into more of that, Mitch. Kind of like where does Baltimore leave itself and where does Lamar leave himself in this sort of case right now? So this is a very interesting dynamic, right? Because the Browns are slammed for giving this when he last played a top five quarterback in the league, the largest deal in NFL history, most guaranteed money in NFL history. And you can love it or hate it. And there's a lot of teams in the NFL that hate it. They don't hate it because the Browns got good, Mitch. They hate it because the Browns reset the market, and now teams are going to pay for it. And one team right now being the Baltimore Ravens, and the next team soon to be the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow. But right now, let's talk Ravens. It's a very interesting dynamic because Lamar Jackson is representing himself. Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. And typically, these type of things would get resolved by now if you have an agent. Uh, but Lamar represents himself, and and listen, whether you love him or hate him, he's a different type of quarterback, right? He's one that's mobile, one that likes to get out of the pocket, run, use his legs. And I think Lamar once paid because one, he knows that his career really could take a, a turn at any given hit. And he's also an MVP. He has an MVP award. But Mitch, to your point, so on Twitter, and there's been a lot of speculation, you know, what are the Ravens doing? Why hasn't Lamar Jackson been signed yet? And so obviously there was some tweets out on Twitter and everything. Well, Lamar Jackson did reply. And basically there was somebody saying, you know, Lamar just needs to sign and get on with it already. And he replied and said, you don't love Lamar. And then to your point, there was a rumor out there that said the Ravens just need to offer him $250 million guaranteed and it'll be done with. Somebody replied to that tweet and says he want more. They already offered that to which Lamar Jackson replied. No, they didn't. And you go after that. First off, wouldn't Lamar Jackson know best if he was offered that? If right. his own? And, and so you keep going. And, and this was all within one day. And next thing you know, if you're on Twitter, you can go to people's profiles and see what they've liked. Well, wouldn't you know it under Lamar Jackson's likes, there was a photo of a tweet of him photoshopped into a Miami Dolphins uniform. And he liked the tweet. And, and for those saying, well, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Keep in mind, Lamar Jackson is from the state of Florida. He is from, I believe, not Miami, but Southern Florida. So maybe that is something that intrigues him. Um, but before we even talk about the type of play, Mitch, your your thoughts on this? I was about to say, I, I am looking through the 
through the tweets right the tweet likes right now rather and there are some miami things that i see well at least one miami thing right now i have to go see it the rest of them but uh it kind of just shows i mean the 250 million dollar deal would give lamar the highest paid guaranteed contract in history more than watson more than uh even uh kyler murray had his whole deal with arizona this past offseason and kyler murray has done, I think, objectively less in his NFL career. Not saying he's had a bad career right now, but he's done objectively less than Lamar Jackson, who's already won the MVP, who has taken Baltimore to the playoffs multiple times, who's won a playoff game, even though there have been some playoff performances that made it make us think, mm, is Lamar really the guy? But that being said, it's that's, that's a tough look for Baltimore to not and, – and it's not like they have – it's like, oh, Lamar deserves a $250 million. What are you doing, Baltimore? But – yeah, that's that's a bit of a, a stretch. And again, we have 11 days into the regular season. Lamar doesn't look like he's going to hold out. It's not he doesn't have any plans to from what it seems. So it's not like Baltimore is like panicking to make sure he gets on the field or else, the, else they have to start. Who is it? Tyler Huntley still on the roster? I don't even know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think they that now is the time to panic. If it gets to a point where like some crazy report comes out midway through the season and especially if it, it creeps into the offseason, you're gonna have, you're gonna have some talks, especially if Lamar decides to you know pull the Aaron Judge and just have the the contract uh, like the bet the bet on me season of all bet on me seasons in order to really make some bank uh, with his next deal. You're absolutely right, and if if it was as serious as people want to make it out to be, Lamar would have been holding out the entire camp, right? Right. Mitch, to your point, he is not held out. He loves football. He wants to play football. And it sucks that he's in our division because he is such a likable guy. He yeah. really is. Like it's growing up a Browns fan, you know, we we hate the Steelers, hate the Ravens, and usually don't really hate the Bengals because they suck. And I still we still own well, Cincinnati. So well, I think they're Super Bowl. They just they can't beat us. Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns, but that's neither here nor there. Um he's a likable guy. And the last thing I want to see is with the style of play of of how he plays quarterback. The last thing I want to see is him get hurt. Right. You remember just a couple of years ago, the whole Dak and Jerry Jones incident yeah. where Dak ends up, you know, literally breaking his ankle on, on TV and, mm. you know, and they've tagged him. He's gotten paid now, but the scary thought is the fact that what if they don't sign him and what if he becomes a free agent and what if he goes to Miami? Because as much as I'd love to see that happen, I don't want to, cause they're in the AFC. If they're in the NFC, Sure. I would love to see Lamar Jackson, a quarterback with Tyree Kill at wide receiver, right. Jalen Waddle. The speed that team could have, the different type of offense they could have would be unimaginable. But Mitch, you hardly see teams really, well, we just did it this year, but you hardly see teams trade quarterbacks or get rid of quarterbacks that have done so much for your franchise. What are the odds you think Lamar Jackson is not a Baltimore Raven after this season? I'd say it's right now 30, 70, he will be 30. He won't in terms of like a hundred percentage scale. I think he'll still probably get that deal done with Baltimore. I don't think they're really, again, panicking very much at the same time. You have to keep your options open. And I think Lamar is going to keep his options open as well. If he's going to be representing himself. Uh, so I, I'd be very curious as to what Baltimore uh, will, would be willing to put on the table in, in time, especially if Lamar goes out and has a few games where they think, okay, We've seen enough. We really need to give him whatever he wants. Um, but then again, who knows? He can even get hurt or he can even, you know, come out and start to struggle the first few games of the year. And then maybe they're thinking, you know, maybe this isn't it. So I'm very curious as to where that happens. So before we end the show, do you have some before we go to the next one? 
Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, before we end the show, we want to talk a little more about college football because Ooh, it is yeah. officially the opening week. I know we had the game with, between Nebraska and uh, Northwestern that we talked about, as well as a couple other games. But uh, we do have a number of them to get to this week. Uh, obviously, the one, the big ones kick off on Thursday. Some ranked schools uh, taking on some teams. And then, of course, Saturday, the big one. Ohio State, number two, taking on number five, Notre Dame, at the Horseshoe. Ohio State's currently 17-point favorites. Again, I I know you think it should be more. I think it should be less. I, I don't like those odds. I don't like when we take a top five team on and... You know, even at the shoe, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm I get nervous. So that's that's just me being a, a paranoid Buckeyes fan. So as, of- yeah, it's as 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 for the rest of the uh, the games this week, I think the big ones are well. There's there's only what two ranked matchups in week one. Three. We have three rather. Okay, so what which one are you looking at? Because I'm looking at uh, Oregon versus Georgia, which is number yep. eleven versus number three. That'll be in the mid afternoon on Saturday. Uh, and then we also have 23 Cincinnati taking on 19 Arkansas. And then, no, I, I think that's the only two that we have. Well, two. And then Ohio. Oh, Ohio's oh, oh okay. Two other, that's, two that's other, two other ranked matchups. I get yep. that. God, we, we communicate so well. Um, we also have uh, what we got here. A lot of easy pickums. Alabama taking on Utah State. Kentucky taking on Miami of Ohio. Uh, Baylor against Albany. Utah, Florida. USC, Rice, you know. Just I, I don't know. These again, week yeah. one usually usually is not the the week for uh, the big close point spreads. Although Ohio State is never typically the one to play in the big top uh, ranked matchup, so it's very cool to see them have it this year. And we'll see C.J. Stroud and company try to take on this Notre Dame squad that. Uh, who knows where they'll end up at the end of the year. Uh, I'm very lo- much looking forward to, hopefully, a very successful Buckeye season that ends with a championship. There is one game that is not ranked that I think has the potential to be an upset in week one okay, or a very, very close contest, and that's number seven, Utah at Florida. Utah getting mm. on the road as a favorite in the swamp. Not saying it will be an upset, but I think that, Florida being a three-point dog at home, I think they have, uh, you can't ask for more, a night game in the swamp, welcoming welcoming in a team that, I mean, I, I don't have it in front of me. I haven't looked, but uh, to my knowledge, I don't know if Utah and Florida have ever played a regular season game to off the top of my head. And if it has, it definitely has not been in the past 20 years, I would have to think. But that that's one game, Mitch, you know, you talked about Cincinnati, Arkansas. I think that'll be a great game. I'm excited for that. Oregon and Georgia, really excited for that. Um, but if you're just looking for a non, you know, ranked matchup, I think Utah at Florida could be a very, very good game and you might see an upset. Uh, one game Utah has played against Florida in their history, November 19th, 1977, Florida right. beat Utah 38 to 29. I got so caught up on that. I needed to, to confirm that. So, but once again, thank you guys for listening to the big time sports podcast show, as well as watching. If you're watching on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or uh, well, not SoundCloud, obviously that's just audio only, but on YouTube as well. Yeah. YouTube.com slash the big time sports podcast show. And uh, obviously follow us on Twitter, Mitch Spinell uh, at, Mitchell Bala, and um, we also have at BTS Ohio on Twitter. We have it also Big Time Sports Ohio on Instagram, Big Time Sports on Facebook, and BigTimeSportsOhio.com. And check us out Friday 
We'll be in Dover. We'll be in Canton Central. I'll be in Dover. Mitch will be in Canton Central for both football games that are happening this week, which you can check out on your local cable networks, wherever we are listed, as well as BigTimeSportsOhio.com once again. So, Mitch, what's the fact? We need to come up with a name for this. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna workshop some names, but for now, what's the fact of the day? Back to the show. Okay, so we all remember when we were younger, right? Playing out in the backyard, maybe in the sandbox, whatever. You always heard the the phrase "digging a hole to China," right? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, according to facts.net, Mitch, your fun fact of the day, digging a hole to China is possible if you start in Argentina. Really? Even if even with the, the core of the earth, you can still I, find a way down there? Per facts.net, it I says it's possible. I, I, guess. I, I, listen, I, don't, I don't do the deep research. I just try to provide the audience with a, with a fun fact. That's and So anybody that's tried to dig a hole to China from here, according to this fact, not possible. But if you'd like to, Try in Argentina. It's fascinating. Well, you have the 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 brains of this operation at the end. I, I have the athleticism, as you can see. Yeah, there we go. Right off the corner. So thank you guys for listening and watching to the show. And we'll see you guys next time here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show.